the Fisher Cast, a six feet under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my six feet undertakers, Moira and Des Des Desiree. <laughs> Robo Des, Des is here. Des Desiree. <laughs> Robo Des five thousand is here. And uh, <laughs> awesome! I'm I'm really thrilled. We're, we're we promise it's not going to be as long as last week. As a matter of fact, it might be a little bit more abbreviated this week. Uh, but uh, I'm sure you're not sick of us if you're here still uh, for the next episode. So, <laughs> season two, season two, we're here. Of course, we don't have to wait as long as those Buffy folks. But uh, you know, those uh-huh. HBO seasons are a little short. So, thank goodness. So, then again, if we were like doing a British podcast of some B- British series, it'd be like you know, twelve episodes and out. Or six. <laughs> All right, so uh, why don't we move into the Darwin Awards, because I'm really looking forward to uh, grossing people out this week. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I am kind of wanted to uh, reintroduce our, our show a little bit to people who might, might jump in on season two. Um, the Darwin Awards is our section in which, uh, what, we, we talk about some people that died or came close to death and they kind of, it, you know, it, it it's to protect our gene pool a little bit, right? The, the they brought it on themselves out of sheer stupidity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, dumb, they dumb dumbs. Yeah, and dumb. uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, sometimes the story is well, most of the time the story is related to the episode, unless uh, you know babies die in it or something like that. It, oh, hopefully, we won't have to deal with anything like that uh, ever okay. again. <laughs> Only I know. Uh, <laughs> And Claire. Um, and Gabby. Do we have any other <laughs> listeners? I don't know. That, um, that I are... think Steph, Steph listens. Yeah, but she but doesn't she's know. a new watcher. Yeah. She's... yeah. yeah. M- Missy, she, I think, watched... I think she watched the whole se- series. Oh, yeah, that's right. But she she's like me. She's like... She just can't remember yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so this story is called A Hard Habit to Break, a.k.a. Don't Fuck with Cocaine. Okay. <laughs> Doctors warn of a dangerous new method of a cocaine abuse, injecting the drug directly into the urinary tract. Ew. Men who inject cocaine into the penis report that it gives them a sexual high. (laughs) Then cocaine powder is rubbed onto the surface of the genital organs by both men and women in an effort to halt premature ejaculation and improve sexual sensations. Fisher Cass does not endorse this behavior. <laughs> Physicians from New York Hospital and Cornell Medical Center reported the case of a 34-year-old man who suffered severe bodily damage after pumping cocaine into his urethra. Oh, what does exactly does severe bodily damage mean? <laughs> oh, good, you're listening. Okay, the man had injected <laughs> cocaine before intercourse in an effort to enhance his sexual performance. He was admitted to the hospital because his penis had remained erect for three days, Ouch. resulting in a painful oh. inability to urinate. Um, the medical term for prolonged erection is... I'm sorry, Where? am I supposed to be listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll Priapism. Leave one... ah. Priapism. I'm kidding. Yay. I'm kidding. I was listening. Nice. <sighs> On his third day in the hospital, the man's erection suddenly subsided. Over the next 12 hours, blood leaked into the tissues of his feet, his hands, his genitals, his back, and his chest. 
Blood coagulation caused tissues to die over large areas of the patient's body, and he was transferred to the burn unit. Doctors there were forced to amputate the man's legs, above the knee, and all but one of his fingers to stop the spread of the gangrene. The patient's penis fell off by itself. <laughs> I apologize for the laughter if you're listening. But you deserve it. I'm sorry, that's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, the man is currently reco- well, probably not currently, but he he was recovering in a rehabilitation facility. So wait, he wasn't dead. He didn't. He die. didn't die, so he's not a God. real Darwin Award. But uh, but he's pretty stupid, he, and he messed himself up. His life up. is completely fucked, pretty much. Yeah, all for a good bang. Yeah. So yeah, don't fuck with cocaine, literally. Yes. <laughs> and with that message, let's take a break to uh, hear from our friends at Potential Cast. In every generation, there is a podcast where one alone has watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer before. The three others must stand against the spoilers, the synopses, and the forces of DVD commentary tracks. This is Potential Cast. This is Stephanie. This is Kim. I'm Gabby. I'm Illyrio. I see sort of myself in Cordelia. I really like that life for some reason. The show does that a lot, and I really like it. I love Child's explanation about Buffy is a slayer. Don't tell anyone. That's all the information you need. We do have a lot of feedback. Whether you're brand new to Buffy or you're a seasoned rewatcher, come find us at potentialcast.com. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> that was good I stuff. Love, I love the behind the scenes. <laughs> Secret inside to producing podcasts. <laughs> we're here at uh, the, our segment for Open Casket Viewing. That's our episode discussion. And the episode we're discussing today, Moira will introduce to us. Season 2, Episode 1, In the Game. When a young actress dies... The cast in her latest slasher movie agrees to pitch in, more or less, for a cheap funeral at Fisher & Sons. As David gets both good and bad news from a trip to the doctor, Nate's MRI tests reveal he has arteriovenous malformation, a condition that might or might not be fatal. Acting on advice she read in a book targeted to parents of gay and lesbian children, Ruth invites Nate, David, and Claire, and their significant others, to join her and Nikolai for dinner. The meal is illuminating, at least for Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Written by Alan Ball and directed by Rodrigo Garcia. Yes, excellent. And uh, yes, so we have a great episode here. Nice season opener. Um, And uh, yeah, it's written by the creator of Six Feet Under, Alan Ball. And it had a a commentary by uh, director Rodrigo Garcia, but he didn't really have too much inside baseball stuff to talk about. I'm just bringing that term back in again. Um, uh, he had a lot of, uh, reflections on, on the actors and stuff and how they do the role. It's interesting to listen to. Feel free to listen to it. It does. It is a bit spoilerish though for you newbies, but, uh, probably won't be commenting too much on that itself. We're just going to stick to the episode discussion. And so the episode starts, um, with this woman who is lighting candles and she's in her underwear and examining herself in the mirror. And she, uh, (laughs) she hears a noise 
and the butcher comes on the TV and, and then he breaks through the window and we realize we're watching um, Scream 3. Now, uh, whack job. Um, this is, we're actually at a, a Hollywood screening and uh, Becky Milford is uh, sitting there with her boyfriend. Um, what's his face? Brody. Brody. Um, Yes, quick trivia. Go for it. She played Ross's girlfriend in Friends. I think she was the one whose Bruce Willis was her dad. Awesome. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I knew I recognized her. I had to look her up, but uh, the the guy Brody looks familiar too, but I can't. I don't know where I've seen him. <laughs> uh, well, I can tell you actually right now, since we're talking about it, he's played by uh, uh, Sean uh, Hattersey and... If you notice in the scene where he's uh, he's being when David's doing the intake, and if you notice any sort of like uh, exchange, uh, nonverbal exchange between the, the two those two actors, it's because uh, Michael C. Hall is going to kill him later in his next series. Yes, he was <laughs> he was the guy who was the um, he like picked up the dead animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember Boyd now. Fowler. I knew I'd seen him. Yes, I knew I'd seen him. Dexter. Yep. So that was interesting. Um, there's another Dexter connection in here as well. The David David's date um, that we're going to talk about later. Uh, he he was just like he was like a Alcoholics Anonymous sponsor for uh, Rita's husband at the time. In the first season, he he had like a bit part, and and it was like for one episode. But I thought it would be cool if he actually killed him, but he didn't. <laughs> David killed both of these people. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, we we have this little. I don't know. This is this in trivia. It says that this is the one time in the pre-credit sequence or pre-credits the, the kind of the opening teaser where. Um, you see a death occur over a length of time rather than just like a straight, like this is the one scene and the person dies and we move on. Mm-hmm. Like we see this extended sequence of her basically talking to her agent, doing Coke in the bathroom, doing an interview, doing more Coke, talking to her boyfriend, doing more Coke. And then all of a sudden she has a seizure and uh, Rebecca Milford is dead at 21. She was looking like crap towards the end there. Yeah. Clearly too much Coke. Oh. She should have yeah. just injected into her general genitals. <laughs> Cutting it over with. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of genitals, Nate and Brenda are boning in the next scene. <laughs> and it's not working for Brenda, even if Nate travels south. Uh, she's a bit distracted. <laughs> she thinks a car accident. Like I was about to say, that's usually a surefire yes. rescue technique. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Well, she thinks the car wow. accident messed with the libido, and uh, it seems that depression is keeping Brenda from functioning this episode. What do you think, guys? Uh, I'm just going to stop here and ask you, do you emphasize with Brenda, or are you like, you know what? Get over it. <laughs> do, do we emphasize or empathize? 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 You, let me em- <laughs> let me em- <laughs> Let me emphasize let's, that let's you really emphasize meant to talk. that you mean empathize. You know what I mean. <laughs> um... um. Uh, I I do a little bit, yeah. I mean, she had to commit her brother. Her parents are useless. She's, you know, she had a car. Probably accident. really hard. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the least of her worries. Yeah. I think I think committing Billy really did a number on her mm-hmm. because he relied on her so much, and 
I think she probably feels like she let him down. Moira, do you? Yeah, and I have yeah, I have sympathy for her. I think the knock on, on the head from the accident's not insignificant in terms of her feeling uh, out of sorts and sluggish and not herself because it will it'll do that to you. And all of that on top of feeling uh, so emotional about her brother, it's not helpful. So yeah, I have sympathy for her. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's just being a whiner. I think it's you know. do you, Robin? Um. Um. So yeah, Angie, Vanessa's sister, <laughs> um, is introducing them to <laughs> Becky's boyfriend Brody, and uh, they they say that they want to <laughs> pay for a cheap funeral. And in the meantime, David gets a phone call, and Rico says, says he can he can handle the intake. Um, and he kind of struggles with these two a bit. They they don't want a casket because Becky was afraid of the dark. <laughs> thinking about <laughs> cremating her and scattering her ashes at Griffith Park and some club, right? And uh, so they're like, "Oh, skip that, skip the casket then." And um, you, you know what that? they need? You know what they need? They need keepsake miniature urns. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is seriously that is an old custom from Thailand, and. Is it really, or is that? Just if we know what Becky, they said? she did love Thai food. <laughs> 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 oh, shallow, shallow Hollywood posers. Uh, okay, so uh, in the meantime, David's getting a phone call from firefighter Kevin Miller. Hello. And uh, he's answering. Robert hey. likes him. <laughs> he's answering uh, David's personal ad, and they. they they decide no. to uh, get together. What? No. <laughs> David answered. David, an- oh my gosh! I just, I look. <laughs> I watched the episode. I finished it literally two this minutes is, before we started. I, I apologize so. to the listeners. This is what happens when you try to take notes holding a baby. Uh, you know what? You got baby, you brain. baby brain. That's uh, the problem. That poor child's going to grow up with a complex because everything is going to be yeah. blamed on little Isabel Rose. <laughs> I would have had this done because this was your fault, too. But it was your fault. And and she'll have this for posterity. She'll hear this years yes. from now. <laughs> and 40 years from now, she'll say evil things about you when people call her. From <laughs> she will move to Canada and develop a Canadian <laughs> accent. She will. Yes. Please, uh, for ref- to reference this, uh, please listen to me, the Junkyard episode. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Under the next scene, uh, Dave meets up with Ruth, uh, who's mad that, that I was setting you guys up right there. But yeah, that was Jeffrey. I, I know. I know. I didn't do that on purpose. He did. He totally did. No, no, he messed up again. No, he's, he's not did even he into know? the podcast tonight. It He's was like, real because he paused. He paused foolishly afterward, waiting for us to get all, you know, ooh, excited. <laughs> I'm so fake. So, uh, yeah, Claire's <laughs> mad that Gabe skipped out on school, and it looks like we haven't found out. Nobody's been looking for Gabe, you know, for holding up that uh, convenience store, even though, <laughs> even though uh, I know I asked for it, <laughs> even though he was on camera, right? So, hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Gabe tells her that she doesn't need to worry anymore he's okay and uh i, I don't know i kind of like the the fact that you saw the the hearse in the background too it's cool yes i did too they lined that up nicely Speaking of lining things up nicely uh the next scene we see nate sitting kind of scared 
uh, in the MRI chamber, you want to call it? I don't know. And that's that machine starts up, and then all of a sudden, the doctor says, you tested negative for HIV. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> Yay! It turns like, out, what? <laughs> that MRI does everything these days. It's incredible. It's amazing. <laughs> we see that it's actually David at the doctor, but the doctor tells him that uh, uh, he's been a bad boy for having unprotected sex because now he's positive for gonorrhea. He's He's just lucky it's one of the treatable ones. Well, I was going to ask the in-house doctor, uh, what is David experiencing right now? (laughs) Apparently nothing if you listen to him. Apparently, normally he would be having discomfort during urination and kind of a pussy, disgusting discharge from his penis. And if he's really unlucky, he could be getting arthritis and problems with his eyes, too. But we won't talk about that. So what's the treatment for gonorrhea? Oh, some kind of antibiotic. I don't know. I have to look it up. I haven't treated, haven't treated gonorrhea in right? years. That's because... Okay, it's not yeah. like one of those yeah, yeah. where you have to like live with it and treat like herpes, right? Like herpes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the herpes is not treatable. That's right. The herpes oh. and the AIDS. Well, the herpes is treatable in that you can treat the uh, the outbreak and yeah. make it go away much more quickly, but you can't cure right. it. Right. So, yeah, it's not curable. Um, in the next scene... Oh. So wait, wait. So our PSA is condoms are That's your right. friend, especially yes, when they you're... are. And if he says he's if he says they just don't feel right, he is an <laughs> idiot. Yep, especially he's when a you're he's a screwing Elvis, Nate lookalikes in Vegas. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, that's probably where he picked it up. <laughs> you reap what you sow, baby. Um, yeah, it's funny. That, did you? Oh, you guys well, – well, Moyer, you have the DVDs. Did you watch the season one recap before you started in the game? No. It's funny. The season one recap is like, here's all the things you need to remember to catch all the little things that happen in this next episode. So, you know, they're like – they have a little flash of him having sex in Vegas, the hooker, and <laughs> and saying to Keith that it was unprotected. We see that uh, – uh, the the ecstasy bottle, the the aspirin bottle, getting ecstasy tablets dropped, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen in this next episode. <laughs> yeah, they they reveal too yeah. much in those. I try not to watch the you know a lot of times the previously unless it, I can't really remember what happened yeah. before. I I try not to watch them because it pretty much pinpoints what's going to be like, important. And you know it's what's like, going to happen. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. The consequences for unprotected sex and uh, the ecstasy is going to come back. And, uh, yeah. Which I knew nothing about. And I'm glad because I forgot about it until he uh, – because I, I didn't know that's what it was until it, they said well, something. <laughs> me too. I didn't either. And I thought there was only one tablet in there. And I thought Ruth had taken no. the only dose. <laughs> so I remember me. there were two, but I – I, you know, she took the one and I didn't know if the other one would just, you know, she took them both so or what. So that was my, one of my so. teases yeah, from yeah. last week's uh, episode is that. I don't even remember what you said. You guys were like, oh, not a, another uh, foot. You got to find the foot again. That thing's going to look disgusting. Uh, <laughs> okay. Some are more memorable than others, apparently. Yes. yes. All right. So <laughs> moving on to the next scene, we'll definitely be talking some ecstasy in a little while. Um, but yeah, Ruth's reading a book now that you know, uh, and, and Claire says she knew already, uh, and Ruth asks her a bit about how she feels and Claire says, well, as long as he's happy. 
and Ruth asks if she's ever had any gay feelings and Ruth actually admits that she had some for Jane Fonda and Claire says she's single again now now's your chance <laughs> that's a great line <laughs> I wonder if that was Jane Fonda in her 80s workout phase when she was wearing those those um, leg high or those leg warmer <laughs> things did you ever see those workout videos yeah. Yes. oh yeah my mom had the vinyl oh man She's like laying on her back and her big long legs are in the air and with the leg warms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. In the V shape. You bet. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's funny to me. You can, I mean, it just, I guess it speaks to how different Ruth and Claire are that when Ruth finds out that her son's gay, she's yeah. got to read a book about it and explore her feelings and talk about it. And, Claire is just like, oh, okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know, she, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. to her. That's, you know, that's why what I like about Claire, I guess, you know, she's much younger, so that's probably something yeah. that well, helps. Well, um, th- that was one thing the director was talking about in the commentary, how Ruth is really, her character, she really tries to stay as politically correct as possible, and sometimes it, like, she goes a little bit overboard with trying to understand these things, you know? Yeah, but she's she's trying too hard, which means she's obviously not okay with it. You know, I mean, if she was okay with it, she would just be okay with it. She wouldn't have to read the book and talk about feelings with yeah. everybody, you know? She would just accept it. I wonder if it's just that she's been so sheltered that she uh, doesn't even know how to get yeah. her head around it. You get the, I mean, you don't get the sense that she has any experience with homosexual right. people at all. Yeah. So... Um, okay, so uh, the next scene we see uh, D- uh, David and Kevin meeting up, and David's lying away. He's just—he's—I think he's just trying to get a hookup, you know. He's and he tells Kevin, "Oh, there's um, always there's always needs to be feelings to have sex, you know. There needs to be—I I'm always looking for a good relationship and then sex afterwards or whatever, you know." And uh, I, apparently, Kevin didn't really fall for it because at the end, he's like. There's no spark between us, and he moves on. It's because David's not attractive. That's the problem. And the other guy was. <laughs> yes. He would totally be beneath his station. <laughs> I'm so wow. mean. I just don't. I don't. I don't think he's an attractive man at all. Uh, there's a lot of ladies who disagree with you, especially now that he's Dexter. I can, you know, he's definitely got that. They can. He's definitely they can got have that him. very like. Uh, uh, pallor above of his skin, you know, and he's just, you know, as a funeral director, but as you know, like a, a Miami uh, serial killer, uh, he looks a little better. You know what? You know what he needs. You know what he needs. You know what I, I would like him more? A beard. A beard. A beard would solve most of his problems. Okay. It would. Speaking of which, there was not enough scruff in this episode. There was very light scruff at the end, but on the- there was some though. There was some scruff. Yeah, That's why I was trying to lure bit. you to watch it by telling you t- a scruff teaser. <laughs> was a it wasn't scruff enough test. though. It was the beginning of some scruff. Mm-hmm. So I have to agree with this. He's not the most attractive guy. He's got nice eyelashes, and that's about it. <laughs> well. Poor guy. I, 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 I'm sorry, Michael. I'm trying to defend him, but uh, I'm not attracted to him either. So I guess I'm. We'll move on. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, for three. <laughs> so uh, the doctor tells Nate that it's definitely AVM, and that he's. Can got... I just? Okay, I need here to say go. something here. This is 
The what an asshole that doctor is. <laughs> he was. Oh my god! Well, remember how was... last week we were talking about like how Alan Ball has a problem with doctors. <laughs> Well, oh I think God. he's just like, last time I didn't write him nearly as much of a prick. I'm going to write this doctor like a complete douche. No, <laughs> he, he was a t- total douche. Yeah. Are we keeping you up, this? <laughs> you are. I mean, it's 730, 7.30 at night. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, he, was, he was such a jerk. He didn't even have the patient's file at his fingertips he, he didn't remember yeah. what his symptoms were what was reviewed again? <laughs> first rule of thumb is you review the file before you walk uh, in the room god no, that's, that's what canadian doctors do <laughs> <laughs> u.s doctors don't do that they wait till they're in the room in front of you then they open the file and they start reading it nice so uh Great. yeah he suggests cranial <laughs> surgery embolization or radial surgery so, but gives him no sense of which one might actually help him. Yeah, <laughs> the most useless consultation. So ever. no, but no, no wonder uh, Nate imagines strangling him. Um, <laughs> but he does still kind of flip out from not getting a straight answer and storms out. And he says he's just Good. basically going to ignore the problem because you know, if he didn't get into a car accident, he might not have ever known about this, and uh, he could just go on with his life. But obviously, we know that. So, so. I have a question for you here. Good. Do you think that in terms of his relationship with Brenda, who he has declared love for, right? Mm-hmm. He's saying he's going to try to make a relationship with. Do you feel like Nate has any obligation to tell her? Um, me personally, I, I would think so. Mm. Yeah, I think so. What do you think? I mean, especially if he's, they're, they're thinking of marriage, you know, mm-hmm. throwing the M word around. You should tell her yes. I mean, if they're in a serious enough relationship. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. And I can appreciate he may not wish to do it right this second. Right. But but the implication they're giving us is that he's going to just bury this thing and pretend it's not there. Right. And and carry on. So and I just was curious to know how you guys felt about that. Yeah. I would be like uh, in a fetal position on my wife's lap. <laughs> <laughs> on the couch, just <laughs> sobbing. She'd be the first person I'd talk to, so I don't know. Brenda, of course, doesn't seem to be the most like, oh, I know she'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> she'll t- she'll have the exact words to tell me, um, <laughs> especially if she's all depressed. And, uh, yeah, so um, Nate Sr. is driving Nate home. <laughs> She has noticed. Yeah, that. I was like, I was what? like, how the hell is Nate Senior driving? And then I was like, if oh. I were a little puppy dog, I, I would have cocked my head at that point and gone, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did a double take. I'm like, huh? Yeah. yeah. Coast driver. <laughs> and of course, and Nate... I was happy to see. I was happy to see Nate Senior back. Yes, me too. I was. I like him. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to love him. It's it's fine. But yeah, you think with his chain smoking cigaretting thing that you feel sort of a a kinship with the guy. <laughs> it just makes me want to go smoke, but I can't because I'm watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> so he talks to Nate about how screwed up uh, life is, and all the way that Nate was healthy, and he wow. ends up with AVM, and all the way that Nate Senior was unhealthy, and he got hit by a bus. So you never really know what's going to happen. And Life nope. is a little screwed up. I think we'll see that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, a dirty, and a dirty, dirty slut. <laughs> oh. 
Um, um, so yeah, Nate has a bit of road rage and then we, uh, go to the next scene with another person that's, uh, completely, uh, crazy, crazy at this moment. Uh, she's, Brenda is depressed. She's smoking a bunch of weed. She's throwing her clothes out, storing books, throwing CDs out, having a rock and air guitar session. Um, yeah, Brenda's, Brenda's in her own little world now. Um, and, yeah, we see that uh, on the phone with Nate later that she's doing her usual. Don't come over. I have to deal with this. You need to stay out of my life for right now. Blah de blah. I mean, yeah, uh, she's pushing him away again. Yeah, she's pushing, pushing him away. away. I mean, I'm sorry. I was, I was uh, feeling <laughs> um, sympathy. Um, <laughs> sympathy. Or for, for Nate. I was emphasizing my empathy. <laughs> or were you empathizing your emphasizing? <laughs> that doesn't work. Emphasizing. I don't even know why I'm a podcaster. Honestly. Emphasizing your empathy. I don't even know em- what half the words I say mean. <laughs> I still haven't figured out what ironic means. Uh, I, it's. I'll tell you. It's like. Don't um, sing. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Here it comes. Come on, get ready for it. Here we, we have go. a chance to sing later, anyway. So, I don't hear it anyways, so. Um, yeah. So we have a Fisher. Fisher's eating dinner together, and Ruth is trying to up the intimacy by telling all them all about her sexual relationship with Nikolai. Oh. Oh my God, she is a very sexual being. (laughs) We're all adults here. I'm a very sexual being. No, you're not. Claire's not an adult. Claire's not (laughs) a. Thank you. Thank you, Dad. She's not. I appreciate the fact that they have the kind of relationship. Claire's a mature girl that they can talk about that stuff, and that's okay. I'm not saying she shouldn't talk about it with her until she's overtained. I just have a problem with the fact that she says we're all adults here when Claire is not an adult. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ruth announces uh, that there's going to be a date. She's going to have a dinner and it's, it's like, let's celebrate my son, David and how gay he is, you know, and let's <laughs> well, bring yeah, everybody. A, I'm bringing a dinner, a dinner that Ruth is throwing. you know, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a freak show. Um, Fisher family meals are epic. (laughs) So she tells Nate to bring Brenda and Claire to bring Gabe and David, bring your special friend too. Do you have a special friend? (laughs) Why is it? Why do I get called? Your mind gets called a special friend. (laughs) You know what? She probably, I I feel like she's the type of person who would have said that to Claire too. You know, (laughs) if she didn't know Gabe's name, she would say, bring your special friend. Yeah. Well, she also wonders what happened to that cop, the black man. <laughs> and in this scene, we see uh, Nate grabbing some aspirin. And did either of you guys go, oh, no. oh, oh. No, I, was, I, I really was worried didn't. about his AVM. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. They, they did that uh, sleight of hand with us and got us worrying about that because of the darky doctor scene rather than thinking about talking about, about how like, it thins out his blood yeah. or whatever. So. Yes, which, okay – would that help with AVM? I mean, well, isn't I don't it like exactly a clotting of no. some it, it sort? Really, it really wouldn't because AVM, yeah. the the issue isn't that it clots, it's that it bleeds. And aspirin makes you more likely to bleed. Right. So no, it wouldn't really help. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's not good. All right. So, yeah, we had that scene with Nate on the phone with Brenda and then uh, Rico 
asks Nate to drop Becky's body off at the crematorium. Nate says, no. <laughs> what did you guys think of this? What was that about? Yeah, he was being well, kind of a He had jerk. anything else to do. He had nothing yeah. else to do. He wasn't going to see his honey. What was his problem? Yeah. I thought he was being a bit of a noob. Yeah. Uh, or not, not a noob. Not a, not a, not a, an There's a difference, you know. <laughs> Let me just jump on okay, your Okay, he's grammar. being a bit of a jerk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I thought so too. But you know what? I thought Rico was being, he's been very judgmental lately. Mm-hmm. It's really bugging me. And he's always playing that baby card just like Robin. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, like the baby is an excuse for everything. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. come oh, on. I'm telling you. Yeah, it really does. If it wasn't for you and I, I don't know how this podcast would keep running. Really. <laughs> seriously, seriously. I bet Gusto keeps Rico from podcasting, too. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah rico is actually kind of pissed and he thinks that becky's death was uh, a bit pathetic and she kind of threw her life away and uh then the next scene we're at saint stephen's where the priest is saying that god loves us just the way we are and uh, <laughs> what, what what is that a chicken <laughs> did a chicken just come out of our podcast I have no idea. I don't, I, I don't think so. I didn't hear anything. Okay. That was the most <laughs> oddly timed chicken I've ever heard. Maybe it's maybe it's Isabel. <laughs> it's probably Isabel's fault that it that chicken came is. out. Probably, that damn baby. You know, she's playing. She's got chicken feed and she's been scattering it to the winds. Who knows? <laughs> oh, she does have these adorable little chicken legs, though. They are <laughs> so scrumptious. <laughs> oh, love oh, it. Sweet. So sweet. Well, so, like farm here, I guess. I don't know, cows and chickens. I don't know. <laughs> so David's getting uh, gets breakfast with uh, Keith and Eddie, and who are talking about? Oh my God, the great parasailing vacation in San Diego, and they didn't go to Comic Con, but they're out yeah, on the beach. Users. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I thought, hey, you guys, we didn't see you there. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're all in San Diego. Oh gosh, and you know, even even for a person that is was probably just recently involved with one of them and is trying to be the friend and all that, even if it wasn't that situation, they were acting a bit too coupley to be, you know, making someone feel like the third wheel. I I think I don't think I think so too, especially if they invited him to breakfast. Yeah, yeah, they were being a little. Yeah, oh, you. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Kidding. We got involved in our own thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so David has a uh, little daydream about being in the Mr. Gay Black America pageant. And boy, <laughs> he was a naked Mr. White-ass cracker. <laughs> White-ass cracker, indeed. <laughs> See, and again, back to our earlier comment, not really the most attractive guy. <laughs> no, no. Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, anyway. So uh, yeah, Keith and Eddie mentioned that they're they're getting a dog. So it's getting mm, real. It's, it's getting serious. real between those two. Yeah. Uh, the next scene: Brenda is giving shiatsu to a rich asshole uh, <laughs> who she ends up having to throw out because he's just going on and on and on. I was waiting for her to go to get the cast iron pan. Uh, Did you yeah, get the something. sense? I yeah, I got the sense that guy was going to attack her at one point. Oh, I really? was getting nervous. Oh for, no, I, I got the sense that Brenda was going to attack him. <laughs> I thought he was just going. I thought he was going to get up and say something like, "You know, I've paid for this, kind of like I own you," yeah. sort of thing. I thought. Oh, I thought he was yeah. going to be like psycho dude for a minute there. Yeah, he was calling her a bitch and he, stuff like that. Yeah, Ooh. I was a little worried for her for a minute. He's in his underwear. Into yeah. Him. 
Yeah. I was more worried for him. <laughs> she was pretty pissed. <laughs> when she, when he refuses to leave, she says that she's gonna. If he doesn't, she's gonna tell the L.A. Times about the lipo scars on his ass. Uh, you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we get a quick scene of Nate taking some more aspirin, in which uh, you guys are still kind of in the dark about the E. Yeah. Completely. I was yeah. not even thinking about it. That's funny. Nope. Uh, I, 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 th- I think I was too uh, at, at the time, um, but I can't remember as a while ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gabe is getting a tour of the embalming room from Claire and uh, they're being all coupley. And then he starts to realize that his brother was embalmed there too. Um, and Claire is a bit nervous about dinner and he assures her that he's going to be on his best behavior. Um. <laughs> Awkward scene number one. Uh, <laughs> David, Nikolai, Gabe, and Claire are trying to engage in small talk. Um, David is Ni- Ni- Nikolai was very subdued. You know, he's usually so larger than life. Yeah, was I was think he was he was trying to be on his best behavior for yeah. her kids. Yeah, it was really sweet. cute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Claire, of course, doesn't care. She blames David's crankiness on not getting laid. (laughs) (laughs) And Nikolai actually reveals a little bit of his history. He says that he used to have a son and he was a med student. So uh, what do you guys – does this kind kind of open up Nikolai to you guys anymore or make you think differently about him at all or – well, it makes me wonder when did he emigrate to the states? Yeah, yeah. what's his backstory? Was he his son killed in in, in a okay. war or or what? I yeah. Yeah, yeah it was in the U.S. or was it before yeah. they came? But yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would like to know more. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. kind of glad they're they're adding a little bit more depth to him than just a passionate florist who has a <laughs> has a gift for uh, being just a little like wacky with the with his Russian to English fish out of water kind of stuff, you know, with the <laughs> flower degree and all that. Uh, so I kind of appreciate it. So then Nate walks in with Brenda and he is extremely chipper. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I was like, what is wrong with him? And then, and then the oh, next God. scene, right. They sat down, he's pouring a glass of wine. I'm like, okay, he's drunk. Maybe. I've got Still didn't connect mouth. it. Yeah. Then <laughs> no, when he said that, when he said that, I said, oh, he's been smoking some pot. That's what I thought, too. I still wasn't thinking about the ecstasy, no. even though we've already discussed previously how when you take ecstasy, you have to take more water, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and it's funny because we actually saw him get really high smoking weed, and yeah. he did not act anything no. like this. Nope. But, you I, know, I know. I just kept I thinking, what is together. he on? Yeah, what is he on? Uh, <laughs> apparently, this was... All, this was uh, in, the commentary said that this was mostly Peter Krause's like, like he he came up with a lot of this. Like he he did his lines, but he really came up with the 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 way he was acting a bit. You know, um, yeah. I'm, I, I have a fe- it was hilarious. I, I have a feeling he either was coached really well on what ecstasy is all about, or he's done <laughs> it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, let me just tell you, I had a friend who did ecstasy. Oh, a friend. Uh huh. Yes. And uh, he was he was acting very much like he was on ecstasy. It was really that was really funny. Um, but yeah, let's not forget about uh, 
uh, Nikolai's uh, grace. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was <laughs> so long. Yeah, he keep repeating to himself, repeat, repeating, Lord have mercy. Lord yeah, have mercy. Hitting, him, him, Lord hitting himself in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nate tells Nikolai that he's beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> Oh, um, Nate loves the world. That part, <laughs> and when he was pouring his wine and it yeah. overflowed. I <laughs> and and Ruth at the head of the table trying to maintain her decorum and pretend yeah. everything is fine. Yep. <laughs> so Gabe and Claire and David figure out that he's high, and you see a little look across David's face, like, oh, mm. oh crap! I forgot I'm about done. that. Um. And Brenda laughs, and Nate starts getting really af- overly affectionate. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were the first together, and you used to laugh like that? And uh, she's like, "Oh my God, you're high!" And she's, and he's like, "What?" He says, Look at the light, and he's just like <laughs> staring at the light. <laughs> I just love it. Uh, and Nikolai and Ruth are a bit confused. <laughs> like, high on, is he high on what? What? So uh, after dinner, Nikolai is drinking his evening vodka, and uh, <laughs> Ruth is upset that Nate was high and this might lead to something or whatever. And what's going on with my son? But Claire and Gabe come out and say they're leaving for the movies, and Claire says that you know they're all adults. So, <laughs> and that's the part. Okay, that's that's the one that bugged me, just like it bugged Des earlier, because yeah. You know, so she's basically saying, Mom, I'm going to go out and, yeah, I might be staying out all night and having sex, but, hey, you're fine with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought, no, you're not fine with that. <sighs> but Ruth, Ruth is the one who said, you know, uh, we're all adults, you know, sex is natural and everything. So she basically did give her permission. No, no, I'm not. I understand that. I'm not I'm not dissing Claire. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the whole setup is stupid. That Ruth, the parenting is stupid is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, we see in the background Nate making all these wild <laughs> gestures. Through the window. <laughs> On the porch. We go to the sun porch and we see that he's. Uh, David and Brenda are looking at him kind of unimpressed. <laughs> and he's like, everything, even this thing in my head, is about flow. <laughs> and yeah, he totally, uh, he totally says something about it, but he doesn't. They, they don't ask him what he means, but. Because he's high. He's so high, it's not up. Yeah, who knows? He's babbling. Yeah. Um, Nate then zeroes in on David with his love. (laughs) And uh, so Brenda just gets up to leave, and David says, Take him with you. (laughs) That was hilarious. (laughs) That was really cute. (laughs) And then Nate tells Brenda about how he taught David how to masturbate. (laughs) Ew. TMI, TMI. TMI. <laughs> David tells him that he, if he took aspirin, it, it's probably the ecstasy that was in there that got him high. So uh, we go to Gabe and Claire at the theater, and they're watching Whack Job, and he's excited, and she's a bit grossed out. Hmm. And then we go to this scene. And it's funny, in the commentary, Rodrigo Garcia was just like, this is all Allen Ball. I don't know what to say. I got the script and I filmed it, and you know, <laughs> just and he just stayed silent through the entire thing, which is pretty cool. Um, so Nate's flipping through the evening TV and all sorts of weird stuff on TV, and he hears a bit of laughter, 
<laughs> and he walks through the house to inspect it and through a door into a red room where Nate Sr. is playing Chinese checkers with a, an older gentleman in a suit and a, a black woman. Um, I think she, what is that, a rap she had? Something like that. I, is there some sort of word for that besides rap? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just know. wondering, like what color was the man? Because you didn't say what color he was. He was white. You okay. know that cop, the black man? Uh, <laughs> it, this is just one of those things. I'm taking uh, anthropology <laughs> class, and I'm taking a cl- class about race and, race and right. ethnicity, and I just noticed that white people tend to describe black people as a black person, but they don't tend to describe white people as a white person. That's I ah uh, wow I, right. Uh, that's I'm sure that's true. That that happens. I am not racist. Uh, if that's what you're trying to get out of me, it's like identification. You yeah. know, you identify with a white person, then you assume you're talking about a white person, unless you specify the color. Basically, it's probably the same the other way around too. I imagine. Mm. I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm sure. I think it's probably pretty typical. Uh, okay, so yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're. He's playing Chinese checkers with life and death. Oh, it's funny. They had a lot of opposites. White and black, man Mm -hmm. and woman, life and death. That was, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nate figures out that they're, finds out that they're in business together. And death says it's a mutually beneficial arrangement. (laughs) And life points to the game and says that it's his turn. Nate says if he, he should asks if he should wait for a new game and uh, Life says that this game is never going to end. And uh, Nate Sr. says, well, they say that you're either in the game or you're out of it. And Nate Sr. explains that it it's either on or off the bus. So uh, Nate sits down and he says he's going to bet everything and he gets a bit cocky. Nate moves and uh, then Death makes a better move and Nate's like, ooh, I'm so scared. And Nate Sr. warns him that he really shouldn't make Death mad, and Death says he gets other people to get mad for him, and then he starts laughing scarily. <laughs> yeah, then the whole scene went very crazy. <laughs> went to animal noises. Traumatizing, yeah. and yeah. yeah. Uh, so life gets turned on by this, and, <laughs> yes. and he lets Death bang her right there. Oh my god, she that was just... right on. They were doing it. Life and death were doing it. That's crazy. And uh, you see Nate's chair kind of slide over to his father. <laughs> and uh, Nate Sr. says, it's a big cosmic mystery happening right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so if life and death have a baby, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Zombies. <laughs> all and, and and Nate says, All that lives lives forever, only the shell. The perishable passes away, the spirit is without end, eternal, deathless. And uh so you guys I don't know. Did anything you picked up in this scene before we move on? Because uh there was a little Easter egg. But I'm not gonna say what it was. I just really noticed that life and death were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Doing that's... it with joy and laughter too. Uh, yes, uh, very was... noisily. Oh, yes, yeah. squeakily noisily. Animal no, noisily. I didn't. I didn't notice anything else. No. no. Well, what do you, I mean? Any impressions of the scene at all? It's a little crazy. Yes, uh, I was assuming he was hallucinating or dreaming. Probably dreaming. Yes. 
But and I, but for what? There's still like a deeper meaning to get out of this than like, ah, oh, he's fucked up. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I, I maybe I'm a little dense, but I don't think I really understand yeah. what they mean when they say you're either in or out, you're on or off the bus. Do, does he mean yeah. participate in your life or it'll pass you by? Or does I I don't quite get what the analogy was. I, I didn't either. Okay, I, I, I just think better. that I think that um, uh, Nate spent so much time, you know, since he's afraid of death, he spent so much time kind of like escaping, dealing with it or whatever. And it's no surprise that he gets his funeral director's license in this as well. You know, now he's really locked in, you know, not just the AVM that he has to deal with his own mortality, but now he's really locked into this dealing with death on a daily basis. That, that's what I got out of it. But, or, Okay. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure if it was like, um, you know, in the game, like fighting for your life, mm-hmm. and you know, if you're not in the game, maybe yeah. you just giving up, and yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't that's quite where unsure. I was. That's where I was going with it too. I, 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 would I have thought to say, Nate was trying to tell him to participate in his life and stop being afraid to do it. Stop, yeah. you know, being yeah. afraid that death would come. You just enjoy it while you can and but, make the most of it. And then there's that whole like, you know, Nate, Nate's going, "Ooh, I'm so scared," and. Nate, his father tells him not to. Yeah, don't piss off. Don't death. piss off death, you know. <laughs> so I, th- I think basically, you know, <clears throat> taking these gigantic runs down the street is is almost like saying, "Ooh, I'm so scared," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that uh, the line. Was there anything in, in the commentary about that to explain what? No, were... that's that was very frustrating to me. He really mm-hmm. just was like. This is classic Alan Ball writing, and he just kind of like let it go. He didn't examine it or give us any inside baseball. So, <laughs> here it is again, inside okay. baseball. I don't remember ding, ding. that. Um, but uh, yeah, the line "it's either it's either on or off the bus" is is a pretty good one too for for what happened to his father and for what happens in the future. But yes, there is an Easter egg in this scene that I'm not going to even say, but maybe perhaps people who have watched it before know what I'm talking about. Is it a spoiler? It is a spoiler. Then don't tell me. I won't. I won't. Yeah, don't tell I won't. But, later but I was like, I was watching it and I watched it again with the commentary and I, and I was like, oh. <laughs> now I want to go back and watch it. Uh, no, I'm going to have to rewatch that scene. Uh, mm. Assignment. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Nate wakes up and he's, this is this, the whole thing about, um, the whole, what, what his father said to him seemed very profound. So he writes it down on the back of the TV guide. <laughs> oh, is that what he was writing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I figured that. I didn't put two and two together <laughs> he's like, when I thought later. <laughs> he has this really inspirational dream, wakes up and he's like, I have to get eggs. I gotta remember to get eggs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's he writing? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought it was so cute because it's classic. You wake up from a dream and you have to get it down because you know it's going to be like a wispy filament that will be gone from your mind yeah. in a moment if you don't get it down right that instant. Yeah. So I assumed that's what he was writing down. Right. Completely. So the next scene, David's uh, calling Keith. He wants to hang out one-on-one as friends and it's hard uh-huh. to be around him and Eddie and Keith tells him to get over it. Um, <sighs> So, yeah, David and Ruth then touch base. Um, she apologizes oh. and says she's throwing the book away. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, good, good, good choice, Ruth. <laughs> Ruth uh, Ruth's still concerned about Nate 
and uh, David says that it's probably probably was an accident, and she's like, "How can it be an accident?" And then we go <laughs> to the wake, and Gabe and Claire they're spectating, and uh, they get into a bit of an argument about uh, whether they should take the wake seriously or not. And uh, Gabe walks away frustrated. Nate comes out to comes comes to David and he starts blaming the ecstasy on Claire and. <laughs> <laughs> and David tells him that it wasn't Claire, it was him, and says, remember the square dancing guy? And then Nate changes his tune. He's like, well, where can I get more? <laughs> and then Brody sings a ridiculous song. <laughs> a la, I don't know, an American Idol tryout or something. <laughs> like, plugs so one bad. of his ears. <laughs> yeah, I hate that when people do that. That those people who do that are people who think they know about singing, but they don't. Now I'm not going to sing this. It's up to you if you want to sing it at home. But uh, I do have the lyrics in case you want to uh, examine how powerful these words are. <laughs> Tiny Venus, your breath like baby rabbits on a field abuzz with bees and life. Little did you know how briefly the sun would shine upon your own private utopia. Your candle may have been blown out, but you hang in the air like smoke. I thought for sure he was going to say like your own private Idaho. <laughs> briefly is not a word. <laughs> I think someone was listening to too much Elton John or something. I don't know. Yes. I think so. yeah. Candle in the wind. <laughs> Uh, the tiny Venus instead of tiny oh, dancer. Yes, uh, that's what I thought of when he said that. Yeah, <laughs> and then he started talking about baby rabbits, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I uh, want your uh, breath to smell like baby rabbits." <laughs> so Claire finds Gabe in the embalming room, and Claire can tell he's upset, but uh, he pretty much tells her that well, he's not her pet, and he leaves very quickly. Dot, dot, dot. He's being a dink. Uh, and the next scene, Rico's yelling at his... At his at, oh, excuse me, I wrote his sister. His sister-in-law, Angie, about not everyone pitching in on the funeral. Apparently, the uh, the singer from hell is not throwing in his, his money. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Angie actually admits to giving Vanessa $500 for diapers. And Rico... Is that what she said? Because I couldn't understand what she said. It was for, mm-hmm. for like, diapers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And Rico had no idea. Dun, dun, dun. And... Why do you need... $500 is a lot of diapers. That's a lot of diapers. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh-huh. I would love $500 for diapers. <laughs> <laughs> um... So we see Brody chopping up uh, these ashes and snorting them. And thank oh. goodness somebody comes out and yells at them and calls them morons and disgusting. That was people. disgusting. That was. Yeah. Okay. We've talked in other episodes about people not being respectful <laughs> of mm. the dead. This was beyond that. Yeah. I just, that was disgusting. Yeah. And brainless. <sighs> But uh, apparently Nate really doesn't want to have any sort of confrontations at all. And he wants to just kind of respect them for, I don't know, paying, I guess, or not paying. I don't know. <laughs> and he rushes Claire off. Um, 
I think he thinks you're too stupid to bother with, actually. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> He's probably right. I just figured he was, like, more into his own crap than... Um, well, he's oh, okay. he's got his after-ecstasy hangover the next day, <laughs> so he might be just bleh. Yeah, he doesn't want a confrontation. <laughs> um, next scene, we see him relaxing on the beach with Brenda, and he's reading what he wrote down and Brenda recognizes it as the Bhagavad Gita. Um, and I looked this up. Uh, it's actually a conversation between a prince and Krishna, a manifestation of the Hindu God. It, uh, explains different ways in which the soul can reach the Supreme being, um, with examples and, anal- and analogies. This has led the Gita often is being described as a concise guide to Hindu, the- Hindu theology and also a practical self-contained guide to life. Hmm. And uh, a couple of people, uh, it's it's big thing in many people's lives, including, you know, obviously practicing Hindus, but um, we'll see Oppenheimer, when he did his uh, first nuclear test in 1945, he immediately thought of a quotation from the uh, Bhagavad Gita, which mm-hmm. was, Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Mm-hmm. And Gandhi, the Bhagavad Gita was also a big deal to him. And he said, he's quoted as saying, The object of the Gita appears to me to be that that of showing the most excellent way to attain self-realization. And this can this can be achieved by selfless action. So that... That 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 quote alone just kind of reeks of Nate to me. I don't know. Uh, I just think that perhaps um, his own mind is telling him that if he's going to get through this, he might need to focus on other people besides himself. I don't know. That that's just me. I I didn't think it was that profound. I thought he um, it it just gave him hope. Because it was a message saying that we are more than our physical being and we are a more ethereal spirit that will persist after we die. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't, well, maybe there was much more to it, but I thought it was as I, simple as that. I guess I got more out of it by looking up <laughs> more stuff about it. So, like, I, Which but, is cool. Uh, yeah, the, the quote cool. on it, the quote on it by itself is, uh, yeah, that, um, life it life goes on even without your body and then mm-hmm. your spirit will go on forever eternally so your heart, Although what I, your heart will go on <laughs> oh god now, now we've gone from alanis morissette to celine dion <laughs> let's cover all the canadian favorites that don't impress me much oh 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 <laughs> Canadian women's music, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which shall I pick to put at the end? Hmm. We rock, baby. We rock. <laughs> and we keep our boyfriends warm at night. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so let's get back to the... what the Brenda laughs and says that Nate actually read this book at her house. And um, Nate's a bit disappointed because it's not as profound as he thought. And then he gets a phone call from David and he's very, David's very proud because Nate is now a funeral director, but uh, we still have some troubles with Brenda because Brenda says she's got a client that evening. It was like eight 30 at night and uh, doesn't want Nate to come over. And 
Then she says she's fucked up and he can't fix it and walks away. Did you think she was, I mean, she probably was telling the truth at that point. Mm -hmm. But for a moment there, I had shades of old Brenda Mm. where I'm wondering, do you even have a client or is that just your line because you don't want to be with him and it's easier than telling him? I think she wants (laughs) to play more air guitar. (laughs) Smoke some weed and play some air guitar. Perhaps. perhaps. And there was that little bit when uh, David called Nate about his test results. Where it's, uh, at first you think he means the CAT scan, right? The way they set you up for that? Yeah, yeah. I guess at first I was like, uh, oh no, he's in trouble for something. (laughs) But I didn't didn't think it was, yeah, go ahead. Mm, I thought he was referring to the CAT scan. How do you know that? I thought the doctor had called or something. God knows the doctor with no ethics and no bedside manner (laughs) is quite likely to blurb it out to whoever. (laughs) Hey, put all your family on the phone. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to them. Hold on a second. I'm trying to remember what I was supposed to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) So at the uh, end of this episode, um, yeah, Nate sits on the beach. Wait, did somebody just hear a crash? I just heard a crash. That was Gavin slamming a door. Sorry. Thank you. At least it's not the crazy Terminator coming up the metallic stairs again. It's whack job. Something about a butcher. (laughs) Facebook butcher or something. Podcast ever. (laughs) It's like rain. Okay, no. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Nate Nate watches the waves crash, and then he starts Mm. just walks into them, and then we realize he just is imagining this. And Nate Senior is sitting next to him, and Nate. Senior says, you're in the game now, buddy boy, whether you like it or not. Okay, no, I, I thought it meant that Nate, being in the game means that Nate is going to actually choose to live his life to his fullest instead of walking around, skirting away from his, his fear of death all the time. You know, clinging to the shadows and trying not to, uh, uh, I don't know, trying not to have any meaning in his life. Because he's, up until now, he hasn't really had a meaningful career. He hasn't really utilized his gifts and his potential. So... You know, maybe he's finally going to embrace that and be a grown-up and, and do the best he can. Yeah, and on the of- flip side, it's like it, it also seems to be kind of like, uh, you know, death is around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to deal with him eventually. Mm-hmm. But ain't that true for everybody, Robin? Mm-hmm. Not for me. And with that, let's uh, let's take another break while we hear from our friends at What's On with Steph and Des. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough time to follow your favorite shows? Too busy to figure out what's worth watching? Well, let these ladies do the watching for you. My name is Steph. And my name is Des. If it's on, they watch it. Saturday Night Live. Being Human. Lost Girl. Dexter. Eureka. The Walking Dead. Grey's Anatomy. Parks and Rec. Survivor. Modern Family. Merlin. Friday Night Lights. They'll parse the good. But, but I loved it. it was, I enjoyed it. It was great. <laughs> I was like, whoa. You know? <clears throat> I was not expecting that at all. So I, I, I like that. The Bad. I just was not interested in any of this. So long and not good, and it was like, oh, come on. And the downright awful. I groaned. I was like, oh, I can't stand her face. That was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. So tune in weekly to What's On with Steph and Des for all your television needs. 
available on iTunes or directly at whatsonwithstephandez.blogspot.com. All right, so we're back. And, wow, uh, that was awesome. Mike that, did a great it? job, didn't he? That was an amazing, amazing advertisement. And I've got to say real quick right here, if you're interested in uh, plugging your show on FisherCast, feel free to send me in a promo as long as you, you know, every once in a while play our promo on yours, um, and which I was very happy to be able to put together after the last episode. So... It sounds great. Yeah, Reading the it... script, I was like, okay. But it actually was great. Yeah. yeah well, I you know, know, when you when you edit the awkward spaces in between things <laughs> and make, make it all put together, it almost sounds like you're actually not reading anything. You're just talking. Except my bit. My bit had a little stutter in the middle of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <It did. laughs> but Robin, the slave driver, made us do it over and over and over and yeah. over until we got it right. I'm pretty uh, sure it was about twelve thirty in the morning, and uh, <laughs> I was exhausted, and I hadn't eaten in hours. I was thirsty. He just kept whipping me with that noodle. It's terrible. <laughs> I kept it put away. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So in this segment, Fisher of the Week is, uh, for all you newbies, a, this is the one where we award the Fisher family member that's our favorite. And then we say, <laughs> why? They're our, our favorite. So let's start with Dez, who's always prepared. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, um, most of them were just meh this week. So Aww. I'm going to pick Nate because he is hilarious when he is tripping on ecstasy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Moira? Well, Des, I concur. (laughs) I enjoyed watching him all dreamy-eyed and boggled in his brain and unaware of his own highness. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. And and watching the family become aware of it, it was so cute. And his, I love you, Nikolai, you're so beautiful. Just all of it. <laughs> that yeah. scene made the episode for me. Me so, yes, too. Yes. For me. He's definitely my fish for the week. Yeah, it's, I, it's your shots ready, just in case. It, it's shots time, definitely. Yeah. As much as I wanted yes. to give it to yes. uh, okay, Nate Sr. Clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my glass. Right, now for the uh, slurp. <laughs> 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 Belch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny during the the ecstasy scenes uh, with the commentary. Uh, uh, the director says, you know, like I said, he he did it really well and didn't do it with a lot of. There wasn't a lot of direction involved. Peter Krause playing Nate in this episode, um, you know, on ecstasy, and uh, he just kind of went went for it you know he he was he was very you know a very affectionate you know performance a very just <laughs> i just love the whole you know it's all a flow it's a flow <laughs> <laughs> even the scene where he's sitting at the dinner table beside brendan he's starting to physically grope and molest her and, and he has no concept that anything he's doing is slightly untoward it's so it's precious you know yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's get into our next segment, listener eulogies. So, um, yeah, I don't. Do, do we have anything for this actual episode? Not for this episode. Um, no, but we have. Which is we okay. Have, we'll get that's fine. Yep. 
Um, so we do have a letter from a letter, a letter postmarked from uh, Courtney Blazon, who will be joining us. <laughs> a letter. <laughs> As opposed to an email? Is that what you left? Oh, yes. She went to the post office (laughs) and purchased a stamp and sent it to potential (laughs) cast. Potential (laughs) cast? We've already plugged them. Fisher cast. One at gmail.com. You know why I'm thinking that? Because what, what they like making fun of the email back in the day. What was it that they kept calling it? Um, Willow oh, was calling. What was she calling it? It was like not email, but it was like a something funny. And, and they were laughing about that, and so I was thinking about that while I was talking. Well, I thought maybe you were thinking she sent it to potential cast by accident because this letter <laughs> arrived late because she actually did send it to the wrong email address. <laughs> <laughs> she it, so, so she, maybe it she, she left off the one, and that's when you leave oh. off the one, you don't get to us. So fishercast one at gmail.com. And one because we're at number one or something. That's like that. right. <laughs> So, um, who wants to read this? Moira does. (laughs) Okay, I have it up on my screen, so I guess it's me. Okay, so from Courtney, it says, Hey guys, let me first say that I'm really enjoying listening to your podcast. I really like how you guys are being affected personally by the storylines and characters. It's a testament to the power of the... I think she's talking about me and you, Moira. (laughs) (laughs) Because Des is a Cylon. This is a Cylon. Wait, I wasn't listening. What was she saying? See what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. She isn't affected by your letter either, Courtney. Oh, apparently not. I, I just realized I have to check in on Get Glue with Doctor Who so I can get the sticker, even though I'm not watching it right now. Because uh, that's more important than Fisher Cast. I have to collect them all. <laughs> I'm not starting again. Too bad. You can listen to the show when it comes out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Three weeks. Rewatching the episodes has been great, and listening to your podcast in conjunction has given me a fresh perspective. I think that Knock Knock is a really perfect way to end a stellar season. There is the perfect blend of humor and pathos throughout, or pathos, I guess. Um, I think that the highlights for me were Claire and Nathaniel's interactions. Maybe that'll motivate you to get off your lazy ass and do something interesting with your life. I like it too, Courtney. Nate comforting Tracy, who comes across finally as a sympathetic character. I love that she loves Harold and Maude. And Nikolai and Ruth finally coming together. Literally. Oh, also, she didn't say literally. Well, did, 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 Ruth, did Ruth say that she came? I kind of thought. She didn't say it, but I was hopeful she had. Anyway. <laughs> Nikolai did. He's like, I'm going to get a big breakfast. <laughs> I need a big breakfast now. Um, oh, also Gabe holding up the convenience store clerk, which is very sad to see, seemed funnier with the song Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves playing in the background. <laughs> I'm glad you're all warming up to Brenda, and although there is much to be sympathetic to, and she is a complex and interesting character, I could do without her character. <laughs> I feel similarly about Billy. Oh, those damn Chenoweths. Nate and Brenda, blah, they just don't work for me. I found their interactions particularly sappy and unpleasant. David is coming into his own and embracing his true self. Nate is comforting his own... Oh, confronting, I'm sorry. You're not comforting his own reality. I'm starting to read like Robin is talking, okay? Wow. <laughs> Nate is confronting his own... You're either on the bus or under the bus. <laughs> I wonder where I am. 
Ruth stands up for what she wants and needs, and Claire seems just as unsure as ever, even with the guidance of Dad. But my favorite Fisher has to be David. He has made the most change in his life. He seems self-assured and proud of himself. Thanks again for the interesting podcast, and I look forward to hearing from hearing how you feel about the Fishers in the future. Courtney Blazon or Blazon? I don't know what you did. I think it's Blazon. 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 Blazon, motherfuckers. <laughs> Brenda's <laughs> like right. <laughs> then she plays some air guitar. Uh-huh. No. Thanks for that letter, Courtney. Thank you. you. Sent it to some other podcast first. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now she's never email us again. Yes, you I... will. <laughs> that. Even right, if let's... I read it poorly. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, read some stuff from Facebook. Uh, just so you guys know, if uh, you're not a part of our Facebook group, I put a ton of stuff in this week. Uh, I put, I put a, I even put a song list in, mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case people were like interested in what we were, uh, what we were playing at the end of our shows. So, can I just enjoy. say um, mm-hmm. on the Facebook group, I love that you called Moira Cougar Town. <laughs> 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 yeah, and the funny thing is, I responded to that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's the sad part. Without even a hint of like. Um, outrage at all because okay because when boston calls me that somehow it's okay oh boston calls you that i didn't realize oh that's a media junkyard thing robin yeah oh. yeah you wouldn't understand robin I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand. you don't know you anything would, about that yeah you haven't heard about that show for all those who don't listen to media junkyard i used to be on it <laughs> he was on that bus no, I'm not on it anymore because of the baby. Gosh. Oh. Oh. That baby. Oh. Just going to so, start calling you Rico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have to uh, I have to read some of these comments we got. We got some great responses uh, to our episode Knock Knock. Uh, see, Desiree Bingham writes Moo. <laughs> the hell is that idiot? Moira Brownie says, Moo lat, moo moo, baby cow moos. No, no, no. A baby cow goes, moo moo moo. <laughs> That's how you have to read that, okay? It's moo moo moo, not moo. <laughs> Debbie Bouillon says, uh, it's a very moving episode. <laughs> oh, poor Gabby. What's that all about? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I said Cuckoo Town. That's really funny. Uh, all right, Simone Starry-Eyed Poole. I know your name is Missy. Wait, don't you want to uh, read what Claire said? She said, love the episode, guys. Oh, I didn't think that was huh? as important. No, that's what? extremely important. That's, that's positive. the most important one. I thought positive the reinforcement. Were... Do you want us to show up to work next week, Robin? The, okay, the do you? We need positive reinforcement, okay? If you want that paycheck. Yeah. That's thing. right, damn it. You want that paycheck of Fisher points, you'll uh-huh. show up. I want Fisher points. Me too. Missy says, uh, let me try to see if I can do this. Just finish, knock, knock. Oh, my God. <laughs> Make it stop. Any Australians listen to it's, this? Oh, program? my God. I'm not Julie proud. White. Awesome. I was loving a character. Okay, at least it's better than Mike's. <laughs> she, better. she was super sweet to me. She does say super she, like that. <laughs> she was completely, she completely interrupted a convo I was having with Amy Aka. <laughs> Apparently she met uh, the lady who plays Mitzi Dalton White, is it? I don't know. 
The one that hates to be called ma'am. Oh, yes. Okay. So she actually met her in real life, it looks like. Um, says, I was distracted by the dog. Uh, no, wow, yeah, that's from Long yeah, Island all of a sudden. like from uh, uh, Brooklyn or something. <laughs> I, I was distracted by the dog in the Lillian death scene too. LOL. Oh, wait, here we go. I, I'm just zeroing in on the ER words. Mm-hmm. So, hey, now, we don't live in Squala. <laughs> The West Coast is all clean. Take your grievances up with the East. <laughs> I LOL'd at Lillian's death scene. I wanted to punch a resplendent hole in Tracy's <laughs> face. She's so irritating. I'd totally forgotten about Nate's brain issues, but it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back to me now. She actually wrote that. <laughs> Hiram is a big fat adulterer. <laughs> Bring on the character I alluded to in one of my eps. What is she referring to there? <laughs> yeah. Claire and Prophet Nate are so darling. I wish for scenes of them really hanging out together. <laughs> I think Prophet Nate is Nathaniel Sr. Um, is Gabe a retard? <laughs> His six-year-old brother was killed by a gunshot wound, and here he is toting a pistol. Stupid boy. Your accent has devolved. I'm I'm just doing the ERs because yeah, I can't do yes, anything. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking we'll get through this. ER words. Um, an 11th hour save by Nikolai and Ruth. They totally had sex on flowers. <laughs> Sorry. Um, did everyone notice the woman who works at the church? She smiled every time Dave stood up to those ignorant jerks. Hmm. Paka's <laughs> party was hell mellow. I partied hardier than that as a 13-year-old. <laughs> wow. She's um, hardcore, that yeah. Missy. <laughs> um, aw, Nate and David hug equals so cute <laughs> loved dave's big mistakes speech marcus was a interesting addition to the conclusion of david's final outing to the church institutions are relaxing huh ironically they're they're more chaotic i r l could it be we found tracy's kryptonite Rico really shut up. <laughs> and then the one and only brash bitch comes out with, why do people die? And I feel for her. But hey, it's it's Miss Blair. She totally ruined the moment by hitting on Nate. <laughs> well, that stained glass window was effed up. P.S. Moo! <laughs> Bring on season two! Moo, Missy. Moo, 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 moo. Move. And, uh, well, we better get to the next segment because people have skipped to it already. <laughs> so let's get on with our last rites, which is our final thoughts on the episode and the ratings we're going to give them. So we went to Des first last time. Moira. Okie dokie. I'm ready. So when I first watched this episode, I was, it was late at night and I was kind of tired and, and I, I didn't manage to get past the point where 
um, they were sitting down to di- not to dinner yet, but Nikolai had arrived, and there was an uncomfortable scene where they're all on the living room couch waiting for dinner to be served. And I have to admit, up until that point in the episode, I was actually kind of bored with it. But, mm. but after Nate came to dinner <laughs> and, and he illuminated the place, then I got I got quite intrigued, and things were looking up for me. So overall, um, yeah, it was kind of a neat introduction to. Season two, I liked it. Okay, it wasn't my favorite episode, but I would give it a solid seven out of ten dilated Nate Junior pupils. <laughs> Des, I also wasn't. I, this episode was kind of eh, the. It just wasn't that good or whatever. But um, the. The thing that really saved it for me was Nate on ecstasy because um, he's hilarious when he's stripping balls. So um, that bumped it up because I was going to give it like a six except if it wasn't for that that whole part. But I <laughs> give it a seven out of ten plastic orifice screws. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to give this one. It's not perfect, but it does have a lot of great Nate stuff. It's got Nate Sr. Um, give it a, a, a nine tiny Venuses um, <laughs> out of ten because we have – I have some great – there's great Nate in this one. There's there's freaking pissed off beyond all belief Nate, which I love, and I also love Wicked High uh, <laughs> Nate as well, which is – just hilarious i like pissed off nate too i did that was fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) you had your chance yeah i was just amending (laughs) (laughs) just want to let you know i have to make sure people know that i like that too no take backs (laughs) des i'm not changing anything i'm not changing anything i'm just Um... adding a little to it (laughs) <laughs> we like irate nate got it irate nate yeah. irate nate yes. <laughs> all right so uh well let's bury this episode Aww. bury this bitch we don't say bury this bitch Aww, anymore but still okay. sure sure let's <laughs> bury this piece of crap yeah this so-so episode <laughs> <laughs> So uh, before we before we lower the cask, uh, uh, got to say, join the Facebook group again. Um, the season two episode reservations are there. The, there's a document on the group. If you can't find the document, feel free to message one of us on Facebook and say, "I want this episode," and then we'll we'll see if we can do it. We really want uh, some newbies here and uh, some love boys. of peace, a man. I need a man. I, I need too. a man. There's right. actually there is there is one man among men that is joining us. So I'm <gasps> very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I know who it is. I know, I know, I know. I'm happy. It's Brad. Leave it as a teaser. <laughs> oh, oh. That's okay. It's, it was a secret. We might be coupling with him. Wink. Oh man. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. Des? <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> that was your cue, honey. <laughs> sorry, I was over on the Facebook group seeing who signed up. Um, <laughs> yeah, visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. 
you can leave us a voicemail at one five four one two embalm five four one two three six two two five six. Visit us on the Facebook. <laughs> or email us at fishercast1, don't forget the number one, very important, at gmail.com and send us an email. Um, well, we just said you can send us an email if you want a guest. You can message us if you want a guest. Heck, you can set up a smoke signal if you want a guest. We're using <laughs> that. And send us feedback, please, on any future upcoming episode. We would love we, that. Yeah, make sure to market stuff if uh, it's on an episode. <laughs> we, I'm sorry, did I say stuff? You did. Holy <laughs> cold out in public, <laughs> Robin. <laughs> keep slipping. Anyway, <laughs> just make sure to mark it with the episode so we don't get spoiled. Yes, please. Yeah. Please. Episode title, yeah. honey. Yeah. Episode title in the subject line stuff. Yeah, stuff. You'd think you'd know. You got to uh, uh, intro cast yourself, Steph. <laughs> and no humping does, Steph. <laughs> yes, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, that one I didn't get. In jokes. There's got to be at least uh, one. I guess. Um, so, Des. Where can we find you on the web? On the web? Yeah, on, on the, the World w- Wide Web. W- w- <laughs> <laughs> um, I can be found on the web. Where can um, we find you on the bulletin boards? On the bulletin boards. <laughs> <laughs> I can be found on What's On With Stephen Des. Um, yes, and uh, Nonsense Cast, and um, here and somewhere there by the time this comes out, hopefully. Mm. One of these days we'll get the, our shit together. I was thinking here it was fine, but there, really? You gotta go there? Yeah. Um, you can find me here and eventually uh, watching some Angel in the future on Redemption Cast and uh, on Twitter, on the Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Twitter, on the Twitter. At, at L. Robin Yarrow. And you can find Moira dancing with baby rabbits on a field of buzz with bees and life. And also on the Twitter at, uh, uh, at Moira Brown with an E. Oh, oh my God. I can imagine Moira dancing around with baby rabbits and they're all singing Alanis Morissette songs. And Isn't it ironic? <laughs> It's like, come on, Des. No. Oh, no, no. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it for FisherCast this week. Next week, your homework is out, out, brief candle. Mm. As for in the game, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes. Don't snort them. Dust to <laughs> dust. dust. Bye, everybody. Adios.